Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Feliz Navipod. My name is Tony Thaxton. Blah humbudge. <laughs> got earlier. No one Still. knows. This is really on you because no one knows who you are now. I don't care. They, I don't say your name. Todd Cooper. They don't know that you're Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I w- he wishes. He does wish. I wishes. I saw him on uh, the Harry Connick Jr. talk show the other day and saying he wishes he was you. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. That's the kind of thing Bradley Cooper says in person. Yeah. He's like, do you know this guy named Todd Cooper? And they're like, no. And he's like, I wish I was that guy. He's like, let me tell you, HCJ. You gotta know all about TC. <laughs> HCJ. You think anyone calls him that? HCJ is the weirdest initials. I never thought of it. It's not very catchy. No. Hickju. I don't know why he insists on going by that. <laughs> it's a weird choice. Yeah. It's like Come when on, Prince Harry. changed his name to that symbol. It's basically the same thing. That was crazy. I gotta get a symbol. I don't know what I've been doing with this name. I got a bunch of symbols. Don't do it. I play don't. the drums. <laughs> it was like as if I thought I could pull you out from going. Like you already made the joke. I, I was there already. I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just sit quietly. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything new going on? Are you getting um, ready for Christmas? Yeah, every I, I've been decorating the house. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> it's uh, it you know it seems like it gets earlier and earlier every year. Every year, um, yeah, we we decorated. But, well, we just didn't undecorate, right? So we'll just leave them up, right? Uh, no, I I won't decorate until no uh, until Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, mm. that's the soonest, Tony. I don't want to see that shit. Look, it's like I get it, but I don't get it. I get that. I oh, get everything you so you're much. saying. Yeah, no, I get everything you're saying. <laughs> Nothing else new? Not really. What about just you? Just mostly you're decorating? Just decorating. Yeah. What about you? Get it. Oh, boy. You know, just a lot of projects. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things. Remember when all the bands used to be called the Something Something Project back in yeah, the day? Alan Parsons. Boy. No, but in the 90s, it was like everyone was like the Something Something Project. There's like who? Name. Example. I just remember local bands, everyone, maybe it was just a Virginia Beach thing, but everyone had like... The Virginia Beach Project? Oh, the VBP. <laughs> like, it would be like, if I had a band, it would be called the Todd Cooper Project. And it's like, yeah. well, just call yourself Todd Cooper. TCP. Taking care of business. Yeah. Insane mm. Clown Business. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know uh, the Insane Clown Posse started out as the Inner City Posse? Is that true? Yeah. I knew somebody that... Uh, was lived it? in Detroit and had a signed 8x10 of them from when they were the inner city posse. Before clown makeup? Yeah, they didn't wear makeup yet. Wow. Yeah. Little did they know they were going to change music. Yeah. Old Shaggy 2 dope. Ugh. Huge fan. I, I'm not I'm not too into Violent J, but I love Shaggy 2 dope. <laughs> I'm not into... Oh, man. Why do they exist? I don't... And, and you know they tour with, like, at least one semi full of nothing but merch i believe that seriously it might even be more than one but it's at least one they must make a great living i don't yeah it's it's the weirdest thing i believe that 
Because that's all they are is image. Well, image is everything. We learned that in the thirst 80s. Thirst is from everything. Thirst. We learned that from Thirst. <laughs> and Andre Seven Agassi. Oh, we should yeah. try and get Andre Agassi on the show. Why has he never been on? I don't know. I he must this. hate Christmas. That sounds right. Did he used to date Brooke Shields? Yeah, I think that's true. She's been on the show. You think we could get her through them? <laughs> Andy get her Brooke, through them? Get Andy Brooke to get Pete Sampras? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong tennis player. Uh, I don't know why my brain shut down. <laughs> you're thinking of John McEnroe. Ah. And uh, you're thinking of Mario Tennis from uh, N64. Was that N64? I don't know. I didn't know his name. Oh. Hello, my name is Mario Tennis. <laughs> uh, what last name is that? Italian? Tennis? Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. I remember one time, uh, you know the game Taboo? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was once playing that with my family, and my dad was giving the clues, and he had to make people guess the word tennis, and his clues were Adis, Ninus. Dick Thaxton, ladies and gentlemen. You're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh. Oh. Are you expecting anyone? No. Let's find out who it might be this week. Hey, Julian McCullough. Hey, guys. Come on oh, in. Oh, wow. Come on in. Merry Christmas. It's so warm in here and cozy. Yeah. Todd keeps it nice in here. I keep mm-hmm. it warm. I keep a fire going all the time. There's a, there's a dog that... <laughs> Is that your dog? It's not my dog. It's not your dog? Nope. I'm, uh, I, I almost said hosting. I'm hosting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm dog sitting for my friend Jenny, who was on the podcast recently. Yes, she was. Somebody's air DOGing you right now. <laughs> Sorry, do I have to leave immediately? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, we'll do much worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> you just stepped up our quality of our podcast. <laughs> Are you, have you become just the, the resident uh, dog sitter for everybody we know? Because you like, do it for us all the time. Too. I know. I just got to an email about it too until you get your own dog people are like he's got a spot yep he's, he's got too much room <laughs> yeah, he's got a yard and everything fill mm-hmm. him up mm-hmm. i know we got this when we got the house we had a dog and that's why we have a yard and all this stuff because we we're like we gotta have room for the dog and then he passed like after Aww. six months that's like when oh, i moved into an apartment above doc holidays the country western bar in the east village um and then three months later had to quit drinking that's like that, right? It's kind of the same. It's it's more or less the same. That's incredible. The, both a... both events sound very heartbreaking and yeah. un, un, unpredicted or uh, or un, uh, whatever. It's it was really sad. Anyway, I'm sorry your dog died, and I'm sorry that I had to quit drinking for yeah, four years. That's crazy. You lived above the bar. Uh, I okay. You know, in New York, it's so impossible to find apartments, yeah. and so I uh, I was in a hurry. So I got a broker, and she showed me four apartments in one day. And the last one she showed me, she goes, the next one's on blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, 4, 440 East 9th Street. I think I remember the address. 440 East 9th Street. And I was like, what corner is that? And she was like, Avenue A. And I was like, is it above Doc Holidays? And she goes, what's that? And I was like, let's go there. <laughs> so we went there, and it was above the bar that I drank at literally almost every night after comedy shows. I would go to Doc Holidays. And the apartment was upstairs, and we're outside, and I go, I'll take it. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even look at the inside. That turned out to be nice. It was t- tiny, teeny tiny. Yeah. You know, it was like New small, York. smaller than the this room. Uh, but, man. Yeah, and then three months later, it turns out, don't live above your bar that you go to all the time. Trouble. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. They didn't do that on the Drew Carey show. Isn't that what? Isn't that the premise? Well, not the premise of that what, show, but that didn't they live it? right above a bar that they went to all the time? Drew Carey? I always thought it was a house. God, I don't remember. I might be wrong. 
I are you know. thinking of the Jim Carrey show that never happened? Ah, uh, you know what? <laughs> are you thinking of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm, is that the one where they lived above a bar? I feel like mm. that was... Where is Price is Right located? <laughs> <laughs> Under a bar. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Got it. We got there. So no, you're thinking of Bob Barker. That's, that's, <laughs> the, uh, that's what it is. <laughs> now you have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> so... Uh, you're you're not from New York though, right? You just lived there for a no, while. No, I'm. I was. Uh, I'll just do this real quick, even though that's not what you're asking. I was <laughs> born because I never know how to answer where I'm from. That's all right. I have the same issue. Yeah, I was born in Philly, mm-hmm. and then I think I was like two. We moved to Portland, Oregon. Then we moved to Oakland, California. Then we moved to San Francisco. Stayed there for about five years. Then when I was ten, we moved to Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Then when I, and then we were there for a year. Then we moved to. South Jersey, outside of Philly, again. Went to high school there, and then I went to Rutgers in North Jersey, and then I went to the, moved to the city in like 2005. Wow. Jesus. So New York from 2005 to 2011, 10 or 11, and then moved here. When did you Crazy. go to Rutgers? Two, 19, I graduated high school in 97, and I think I graduated in 2003. Okay. Because I definitely played some shows, at least oh, a yeah. show at Rutgers. But I, I bet I, you did, it was yeah. probably It was probably 2003, I think, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, there. that was, uh, you know, like Hamilton Avenue and Exit 9 Records and all that, right? It was like... Sure. Well, Exit... exit <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. There's a lot of bands from New Brunswick. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I want to say Bouncing Souls, or is it that Operation right. Ivy? Right, know, one of them. Uh, there's, another, there's another big one. But... Uh, yeah, and it's all like it was all basement shows, like punk basement mm-hmm. shows. Wait, was it Rye Coalition from New Brunswick? I don't know. Or Lifetime, Lifetime, definitely. Yeah, even though I don't, I don't listen to that music. I, I, as we all know, love music, but I don't. <laughs> I never got into punk. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. didn't. You didn't know. take punk's one of those things. It's like smoking. You either like, you're either hooked right away, or you're like, this tastes weird, and I don't see why people are doing it, or or it fits in my it fits in my mouth. It makes me look worse. It, blah, blah, blah. Punk made me feel less cool. Like you know how like right. kids mm-hmm. get into punk and they like they like they're like fish in water. Yeah. Punk made me feel like I look like I don't belong here. So <laughs> I I don't know. Got out of there. Yeah. I was more like depressing like Bonnie Prince Billy. Like when kids were getting into punk, I wow. was getting into like uh just above suicide music. You know, like Nick well, Drake and all that kind of stuff. You're a big Smiths guy, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Good call. I don't even consider that sad. I don't even consider that the same genre like the music I'm talking about is so sad that it's like not even. I, in high school, you were getting into Nick Drake and Bonnie Prince Billy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, later I was like a senior, but yeah. Weird. That's I mean, when when do kids get into punk? Don't they get into punk in high school? Yeah, but yeah, I think so. It just, I feel like Bonnie Prince Billy is like such a specific. I don't even know who that is. So I'm gonna be really. Honest. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, that's. I guess it's not that crazy. I mean, he's not like the biggest. Oh, it's that super group, right? Of Bonnie Raitt, Prince, and Billy Ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Billy Ray Cyrus too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> I really want to hear just one song by those four oh, collaborators. Great. It's going to be a great tour. You know, it would just sound like Prince. <laughs> Prince would just take over, and they'd be like, "All right, fine." I hope Billy Ocean takes over. I'm a huge ocean. Oh head. my god, I'll what? swim so deep in the ocean. Uh, I'm a bit of an oceanographer. What's oh, oh. I'm a bit of a marine biologist. Now we're just getting out of them. <laughs> That's not even a pun. I'm a fisherman. I'm a big <laughs> region. H two go head. There you go. I'm trying. What's uh, what is a Billy Ocean jam? Caribbean Queen. Caribbean Queen. Uh, suddenly, suddenly was his ballad. Uh, Lover boy. There'll be it? sad songs. Uh, get out of my dreams and into yeah, my car. How you are we not that saying that? That I, I I this is the truth. Right now I realize I've always thought that's the Cars. 
Whoa! What? Think, because, because they say get into my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love stuff like that. You think all bands are like bad company? Yeah. Like you, if you have a song, yeah, that's your name. Also, you know that song, Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> bon Jovi. That does explain why you have a big poster of Big Country over there. <laughs> <laughs> I just love all country music. Yeah, it represents it all to me. But yeah, uh, I love bands that have names of songs for their band. What else is it? Big Country, Bad in, Company? In a big Country, Bad Company. Uh, There's got to be plenty more. Uh, oh, the Beatles when they did that song like "We Are the Beatles." Yeah. Well, the monkeys People say we're Beatles. Beatles. Live around. <laughs> you, that's what you were doing. Yeah. I'm a little slow. I'm uh, I heard it through the grapevine. It's sort of self-referential. <laughs> if you're a California raisin, yeah, you mean? that's a that's you know we yeah. love music too. We bring up the California raisins every that. episode if we can, if, as much as <laughs> I don't know. I even though it was a cover, I prefer the Marvin Gaye version. <gasps> you know, mm. I know I'm not a purist. <laughs> yeah, was, the, the raisins are the pure. Were the raisins kind of racist or no? We talked we about that. Have we talked about it? A little we bit. We talked about it. I feel like of all, all the time, fruits, <laughs> they picked essentially. Well, you can't pick if you're a raisin. What do you mean? It's, what? Not, <laughs> it's not the what? raisin's fault. I'm saying color <laughs> shade wise. No, it's true. They could have picked, you know, but the California rate. I don't know. Well, what it if- was it was. I mean, it literally started as a commercial for raisins. Oh, I guess then it's okay. No, it's still not because yeah, they, 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 they chose sing soul music or that's, Motown. That's I mean, that's kind of screwed up. They could have just done. They could have just been old guys. Yeah, the California old guys. What? Oh yeah, yeah. They could have. They could have been like Barry Manilow types. They could have been crooners. Do you think that there was somebody in, like in a raisin meeting and they were like, "What does a raisin look like?" And somebody was like, "An old soul singer." <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. They're like, luckily it's 1986 and nobody's going to have a problem with this. <laughs> and that man was Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sell raisins. Yeah. I promise. I do love Billy Ocean, though. Oh, I man. Love Billy Ocean. Get, in, that, get out of my dreams. Get I into believe, my car. I'm on board, I don't want to. I'm, I'm all about just saying shit I think I heard and not. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, uh, relying on no one to look it up. You're speaking mm-hmm. my language. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he got knighted. Is that true? Sir what? Billy Ocean? I think so. Yeah, I didn't well, now that you English. say it, it sounds totally wrong. But <laughs> He's English? He's, well, yeah. He's British, yeah. He's a British soul singer. Is he? Like Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> Who wore it better? <laughs> when I uh, used to live in Virginia. No, no. I see you looking it up. The whole I, point no, of I, my <laughs> being fun is that you don't look what I say up. I literally just want to see if he is English. All right. That's all. That's oh, all I, I thought wanted. you were going to see if he was knighted. No, his, I'll, I'll look, take your word on that. Is okay. his real name William Oceanographer? Mm, Did yes, he shorten that it up? Is, that is true. <laughs> when he came over to Ellis Island, he shortened his name to Billy Ocean. <laughs> when I lived in Virginia, there was a DJ on the pop station named uh, Billy Surf. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That guy sounds cool. Oh, he was super cool. Well, well he's a, he's uh never mind, I'm not going to make that joke. I was going to hate hate myself. I was going to jump through your window if I made that joke. <laughs> hey, you're in a safe place here. He's it's, okay. Well, nothing. Billy Surf is the edgier version of Billy Ocean because it's <laughs> it's true. Just the edge of the it's ocean. Cooler. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> just the edge of the ocean. Yeah. Hey, are you getting a lot of can this you, dog can, sound? Can you edit a giant uh, window pane crashing sound after that because I jumped through the window. We got you got it. It's already happened. You don't even have to ask for it. And it's then do there. and then redo the knocking thing. Like I just came back around to the house to finish the podcast. Hey, hey Julian. Yeah. Oh, hey man. 
Glad you're here. That's a good idea for a podcast is you, you put a, a sugar pane of glass, you know, like a Hollywood pane uh-huh. of glass in the studio. And then they get one shot, at, you know, when you say a joke that you can't stand where you have to jump through it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? And it's called uh, uh, We Don't Do Windows. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I, well, yeah. I, wait, is, is the podcast then after you jump through it? Is that that? Like, that's yeah, that's, it's, it, it can be five minutes long. It can be an hour long. You Got never it. know. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I just like the idea of there being a podcast where part of it is you got to jump through that window. <laughs> yeah, at some point. Don't worry. There's a mattress. There's a there's an there's a mattress at the bottom that we found at the L.A. River. <laughs> I don't know why we're on a third floor. That was a bad. Yeah, that was a bad. There's our no pack. reason to do that. It was <laughs> also we could have just put a window in here in a frame. So how much of this thing is really about Christmas? Eh, you know it depends. Okay. Wait, you know, we we go where we want to go. Okay. Yeah, that's but right. why you you itching you itching to you get there? Christmas? Oh, I no, I was I was remember we were getting to uh oh, that I I was bringing up the David Bowie Bing Crosby yeah, yeah. thing and mm-hmm. I remember um re- reading somewhere online somebody saying that it was a, it was a, it was on their listicle of like most awkward rock and roll moments or something like that and they they look they negatively reviewed that like it was like it didn't work and I'm like Wait, I thought it was pretty universal that everybody yeah. loved that thing. Well, and yeah. everybody's seen right? it. Like, it's not a thing that like died out quickly. Like you still see clips of that constantly. But I'm like, is it just in my family that we thought it was awesome? But or does everybody think that that was great? Uh, is it awkward? No, I don't think is so. It, no, I never. Wonderful. I could watch David Bowie walk into the doctor's office and be like, "This is great." I'd yeah, watch this again and again. Like he, wa- anywhere he could have a skin condition, and yeah. I'd be like, "I'll finish this <laughs> be like, until it's over." <laughs> yeah, let's see where this goes. I like, I like David Bowie doing stuff. It's I, fine. He's the best. I just found out. This is. I feel really silly that I didn't know this earlier. I found out like two nights ago that Bowie walked on stage during a Morrissey show in 1991 and sang Cosmic Dancer, which is a uh, T-Rex song. No way. With him. So there's footage of David Bowie and Morrissey singing together, and I had no idea. And it's the only time Morrissey ever looked shy or like he couldn't handle it because he was like really? starstruck. Yeah. But I just found it like two days ago, and I feel really <laughs> dumb as a Morrissey fan. I, It'd I be mean, awesome if uh, Morrissey's bouncers had to just hold <laughs> Mor- Morrissey back from hugging. Even, even Bowie <laughs> runs up and hugs him and tries to kiss him, and they got to throw him in back into this. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and Morrissey's just like, I know, I know. <laughs> How many times have you seen Morrissey? I've only seen him maybe four or five times, okay. I think. Forrissey. For, yeah. yeah. Four now five, I'm going to uh, jump out the window. Uh, but, but, but one of them was with April Richardson, which is of a, course. Uh, do you know who April Richardson is? Is no, is that the new? She's a stand-up comedian. Oh, okay. And she, but she's seen 150 Morrissey shows. Wow, is it that high? I yeah. didn't. I didn't know. It's in the I'd... ballpark. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it... the Smiths aren't her favorite band of all time. She's seen 150 Morrissey shows, and it's not her favorite. Singer. Wait, who is her favorite band? REM, R-E-M right, yeah. right? Right? Yeah, yeah. How many times did she see REM? Who? Oh, I don't know. Well, don't she know li- they... she was she lived uh, in the where in they Georgia. Didn't, they in... didn't keep touring, so oh, I don't think she. Yeah. yeah, so I think it was like hometown pride thing, yeah. kind of. Got it. But also, it's just so funny that she saw Morrissey 150 times. And it's the second. It's her second favorite person. Like yeah. she loves her second favorite person more than anyone else on earth loves their first most favorite. Oh person. yeah, by a lot. Yeah. No, what is what is the most you have seen a band? Do you think live? Yeah. And who uh, was it? This is. It's not embarrassing. I'll be proud of it. Okay. It was. It was. It was a time and place in my life where I was able to see this band over and over again in New York. I saw Interpol probably oh, seven wow. or eight times. 
Okay. Yeah, and I love Interpol. Why why were you able to see them so often? Cuz back in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s they, they were, were just they were just yeah, they would play a lot of shows. I see. And they do multiple nights and I would go, you know, mm-hmm. both nights or whatever. What do you do you count like touring and stuff? Do you count bands you toured with? I mean, I You can't count bands I you know. tour with. I know, cuz that that's like with by a long shot. It off, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, let's see. If it if it's not bands I toured with, it's probably like you had to go there. Yeah. Uh any sort of incarnation of Ben Folds, be it solo or Ben Folds five. Is that or, right? Yeah. He would be the top for me. I don't know. I'm looking at Tony's vibe and I'm thinking that's exactly what I would have guessed. I just I didn't <laughs> we've never talked You're about a, Ben Folds. Really? No. Mm. No, I I love Ben Folds. I do too. Ben I like Ben Folds five the I don't I'm not I sure think about the I do solo too. Stuff Although the that first Rock in the Suburbs, the first solo record, is one of my favorite records ever. Do you think that Never mind. We don't have a window anymore. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, he must be the worst poker player of all time. <laughs> I, the, the first time I ever heard of them, I literally, I didn't realize his name was Ben Folds. Uh-huh. And I thought it was some a sort poker of like poker reference because yeah. I didn't know anything I just, about poker I just love either. a sketch where he just ta- looks at the cards every time and just says Ben Folds. Every time. <laughs> Doesn't even... Try to stay in the hand. We get your name, man. Mm-hmm. You can play this game if you want. Just choose to. <laughs> what? Who have you seen the most? Um, I've been. I, I was thinking of the, probably Rocket from the Crypt. Wow, like six or seven. Okay, times. now that's a band. I'm gonna just be open. I've, I've, I've. He, you, your Tony produces uh, Julian loves music, so he's heard me say several times that. Because it does sound there's a thing everybody knows that I ripped well, I try to put it out there that I I knowingly and and with Doug's consent ripped off Doug's Love Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh but when with Doug Love's movies, and although he does seem to know everything about movies, yeah. I never claim to know everything right. about music because first of all, very few people know as much about like there's so much more, to, arguably more to know almost about music because yeah. there's just so much more out there. I feel like so movies, much. movies require so much money to get yep. made that That's it's right. just it's restrictive in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Music is almost like if if movies were like music, like anybody that had you know a few hundred bucks would have a movie out. You it know would what be I mean? like it would be like if you only talked about pop music. Yeah, basically, That's yeah, like Billboard kind of stuff. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and so th- I never claimed, but the problem is the title does sound like I s- I'm saying I know everything about music, even though it's Julian Lowe's. It's like no, I love, I love Phil Collins and Billy Ocean, and I love Rick Ass. I don't love his catalog, but I mean, I I don't turn it off when he comes right. on. You know, I also know good shit, like you know, but it's just a weird thing. But so okay, there's total genres that you'll just miss because mm-hmm. you just don't have time. You yeah, know? Know. or you're. And music is also something where you listen to it once you love it in a certain specific way. You just keep listening to that yep. shit over and over again. To be abroad, it, it takes a lot of effort to listen a to a wide range of music. So yeah, music music fandom is more like a tree where it's like you go off on a branch because somebody is like somebody else, and then yep. you listen to that. And you go, you know, it's not like you just listen to everything That's across right. the board. You yep. know. Okay, having said all that. Bands like Tony's Band and Rocket from the Crypt and all those kind of stuff and like anything that's like directly de- um, descended from punk mm-hmm. is basically stuff I don't really know much yeah. about. Like I I like television a lot and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But but uh, I, like Rocket from the Crypt is are they similar to Tony's yeah. sound? Aren't they like yeah? They're like a rock and roll band that that leans more punk. Yeah, 
right? with a horn section. Though. They have a horn, but section. like not oh. a ska band. <laughs> Which is, I'm out. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. I, I, there are a thousand reasons I shouldn't like them. Okay, and I, I love. No, that I band. never have never. I gotten, mean, a like, rock band with a horn section is real tough. It they're, feels like... they're pretty badass. I, to, honestly, I've never. I mean, spent the name is ton, awesome. Yeah, I've never it's spent a, a ton band. of time with them, but every time I do hear it, I'm like, why don't I listen to this more? It's. It's the horns just play the parts that the guitars play. They don't play like a lot of crazy horn oh, parts. Oh, okay. So it just sounds really big and full live. It oh, doesn't that's cool. Sound, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What, what what years were they the most active? Um, probably late uh, early two thousands. I'd say like late nineties, mm. early two thousands. That's a rough time so. for music, though. Yeah, in general, a lot of a lot of bad shit going on back then. That's I think that's why I skewed so heavily into punk. Yeah, because there was a real vibrant punk punk scene. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I did that so long that I got real bored. Yeah, and then I got that. I got. I, got I, I just went back in time. So I yeah. I, one of my uh, and I've said this before on the show too. Like one of my specialties of knowing shit is stuff nobody cares about, like like obscure British Isles folk and shit like that. Like I'm really into that stuff. Really? But yeah, I went into that stuff like. British Isles folk? Yeah, it's like folk, you know, British folk rock, essentially. Wow. So the bigger artists, I'm not even sure who they are, but like Fairport Convention, Sandy Denny, um, uh, Incredible String Band, Nick Drake. Uh, uh-huh. the, Bell and Sebastian basically uh-huh. said, let's do that again. I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they did that. They're they're Scottish, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Bell and Sebastian. I'd... Yeah, I was deep, deep into them, too, for a while. <laughs> I like Bell. Not huge into Sebastian. <laughs> not a big Sebastian no. I really that band is just they were in my in my heart for a long time. Yeah, but they uh, they didn't change up too much. Like they kept putting records out and be like, I don't know. They got a little more fun. Maybe that's true. Their first three records were very like uh, this person doesn't like me and let's just hide and read books. And then like they got a little more like, you know, they have a song called The Party Line. That's got the word party in it. They're a little more twee like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like I like that. Band they kept their sound. Yeah. But the, you said a phrase earlier that I think would be a fun genre to like bring up, which is or to invent, which is bands that when I hear them, I always love them, but I never bothered like really getting into them. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. So for you, I guess it's Rocket from the Crypt. Can you think yeah. of any other ones that are like oh, that? I know I have them. Uh, bands that like you hear and you're like, I should listen to this more and you just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you got you and Clint last week were talking so much about Archers of Loaf. Oh, I do. No, I really listen to Archer. Like I really. Got, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, two albums, but don't yeah, they yeah. have only three or something? They don't like have that? many. Yeah. yeah. We just saw uh, Clint and I went and saw the singer did a solo thing. Oh, yeah. A couple weeks ago. It was great. He's he's awesome. What's that guy's name? Um, I should know since I went and saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never learned his name. I paid money for it. I thought I knew his name, but maybe I don't. I'm I might real be thinking of bad at people. I'm good names. at like the like the guy to buy voices, dinosaurs, sebados, like those. Mm-hmm. I know all those guys' names, yeah. but I never learned Archers of Love, even though I love that album. So you're, Metal is like you're amazing. deep into indie rock then. I was, yeah, for a while. Okay, yeah. yeah. And like, but it was, I always went from like 60s to indie. Okay. You know, that Weird. was like the. Did and you then do... I love New Wave, obviously. I sure. didn't look at my hair. So. <laughs> hey, we got the know. same thing going. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, did you ever hear a band called Polvo? Oh, yeah. I love Polvo. Oh, Polvo yeah. Tortoise, those, yeah. you know, those oh, like man. prog rock, those like new prog rock indie bands. Polvo is my, my jam. Mm. I, I never got super into Polvo, but I really like them. For whatever reason, they, they were kind of like my favorite. I liked real noisy shit, and mm-hmm. they were like guided by voices later and, and archers as well. Yeah, those bands were always like, hey, we wrote the most beautiful melody you've ever heard. Let's fucking bury it under <laughs> all of this. It's like that Jesus and Mary chain thing where it's like, yeah. you know. Yeah, just drown it in other shit. Mm-hmm. The, the Archers guys I heard were like full on just college dudes in a band. 
Like they weren't real hip and cool. They were right. just well. Like, they're like isolated. They're like uh, uh, North Carolina, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Which Chapel Hill never had like a big scene unless you count Dave Matthews. Is that he's isn't he Virginia. from Virginia? Oh, Virginia. No, Chapel Hill had a pretty substantial. Polvo's from there as well. Oh, I think yeah, Chapel yeah. Hill had pretty uh, Ben Folds. Yeah, yeah. He's a really yeah North Carolina. I didn't mm. know. That. Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Bachman. <laughs> oh, Eric Bachman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. from uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yes. That's yeah. him. That's him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. That was his band before Archers of Love. Sure. Get yeah. to the chorus. <laughs> so Does it, anybody uh, <laughs> take it the, the Homer Simpson where he goes to see Bachman oh, yes, Turner yes. Overdrive and they start uh, taking care of business and he won't even let him get. <laughs> they start the song. He goes, get to the chorus. And they fi- they do. They go, fine. They're like, taking care of business. He's like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I I laughed as if I knew what you were doing, and then you you called me out on it. Mm. So way to go! No, it's all right. No, <laughs> you don't need to know everything. Every were you Simpsons a big reference. Simpsons guy? Oh my god! Yeah, we used to. My, my friend Craig uh, Morton used to uh, tape it on tape every episode yep. VHS, and Same. then rewatch them, and just leave it on in the background while we while we played Magic the Gathering against each other. We, we were. <laughs> In between uh, banging all those chicks at the time, uh-huh. we were yeah, yeah, really yeah. into uh, Magic the Gathering and Simpsons reruns. <laughs> Simpsons so. were like it, all I watched for years. Yeah. All I watched. That's all you needed, really. Blew my mind. That and Golden Girls. Oh, so, yeah. It's basically. I just heard uh, someone today talking about, have you guys ever seen the uh, pilot of the Golden Girls uh-uh. by chance? Well, I know what happens in it. I haven't watched it in a while, but Dorothy uh, moves in because Stan, her ex-husband, uh, she found out he was cheating on her the whole time. I didn't know any of that, but the thing that I heard oh, that I didn't Sophie's know... Oh, and Sophie's old folks' home has burned down. That's why she moves in, too. I heard something about that Whoa. they had a... Sophia. I mean. They had, like, a chef or something that worked for them in the house. Oh, and, and he, he was black, was, and they were like, this is not... Well, I think he was... He was... He was... Uh, was it a chef? I think it was a chef. And I and he and they constantly apparently referred to him as a homo in the episode. What? They would just call him a homo. Oh my god! This is what I heard. Well, they're old. <laughs> they don't. They're not. <laughs> they up don't to know date. what they're saying. They don't know that it's terrible to call. I mean, that's what I used to say every time I watched Charles in Charge. But come on, <laughs> I mean, it's okay, everybody. <laughs> Did, uh, I just want to piss off Scott Bio because I know he's. A I right, did recently. Wing. Did you? Yeah, you did your American duty. I yes I I uh I just like tweet just this like dumb half joke on Twitter said mm-hmm. something it was before the inauguration and I said something about uh well because I had recently found that in the eighties like every actor anyone that was remotely popular had an album in the eighties oh yeah and Scott Bayo had an album oh. and obviously it's terrible and so I like posted a link to one of his videos and I said do you think Scott Bayo is pissed that he didn't get asked to play the inauguration ah, all, all, that's all i said and then bad, I, yeah right? and i and i did put you it, link the album cover I, I tweeted a link to a song oh okay and uh what so, was do you remember what the album was called because i want to guess scott free <laughs> i think it's just i think it's self-titled but the song is how do you talk to girls which seems great for a trump wow. thing uh, yeah. and also for scott Bayo, who didn't have to yeah the way i do it is i'm famous <laughs> i i I usually say I'm Scott Bayo, and then everything <laughs> kind of falls into place. <laughs> so, so I tweeted that, and you know, yes, I was making fun of it, but at the same time, I didn't actually say anything negative yeah. or mean. Uh, also, Scott Bayo was obsessed with Trump, so for him to assume that was an insult means he knows that, yeah, the whole thing sucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he like 
literally right. like two minutes later, I get back on Twitter, and he has retweeted it and added, "Who says I didn't get asked?" Ooh. And Take that, Tony. Yeah, and then that led to an onslaught <gasps> of Trump people tweeting at me Uh-oh. and saying, like, who the fuck is this guy? What is he talking about? But but ne- nothing here oh, is... Oh, a- I saw that. Who, did you get... Is that where... Who the fuck is Tony Thaxton? Yeah, there was... Yeah, somebody wrote and they put a hashtag, never heard of Tony Thaxton. Oh, that's great. So then I started... I, I was like, all right, I'm making these shirts now. I just don't get... <laughs> I just don't get... There was such a limited exchange that was not aggressive. Yeah. And these motherfuckers came in raring to go. They yeah. couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, but they all, I guess, you know, if you've ever listened to the full album, you would, you know, it gets inside. It gets in your heart. And <laughs> yeah. then anybody that challenges it, you're going to, you know, it's like it's like somebody talks about your mom. I can make fun of Scott Bayo's album because I love it, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, well, that's how you learned how to talk to girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is through as an egg avatar on Twitter and then telling them that they're ugly and fat, but do you want to go out in a DM? Yeah, it was, it was it, like, it went on for, it actually died down quicker than I thought it was. But like that night, it like hours of just getting That's all amazing. these insulting tweets from and like people, it was Friday. It was a Friday night. And so, so many of these people were literally just Googling me and then like tweeting stuff about like, like there was one, most of them were just like these people are so crazy, but there yeah. was one guy who, uh, was who just was like, right? Oh. He was like, Tony, yeah, you like felt bad guy? about yourself. No, there, well, there was no. no, there was one guy that was like, all right, you're just like being a dick to be a dick, because it was oh. like he found an old interview with me that talked about when I left Motion City initially. It was because I had depression and all this stuff, uh-huh. and he was like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be bummed and jealous if i was if i never succeeded too oh like, yeah yeah like he really that. went for it and links to the interview with me oh man and yeah man cool stuff i, mean, I don't have fans like scott bayo you know <laughs> i'm kind of a little bit jealous but Some, you do deserve it for so saying passionate. for saying that he didn't get asked to sing it th- i know yeah, i should i, mean, I should have never assumed. you that is on par that is yeah Eye for an eye, Tony. Did he ever release the contract where they offered him to sing at the inauguration? <laughs> That's going to be the next march to get yeah. Scott Baio yeah. to release the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I love a Scott Baio march. <laughs> Look, we're angry, but really, what are we doing? Something tells me he's not going to uh, pop up if they Here. make any more Arrested Developments. Something tells me Bob Loblaw is not coming back. Yeah. Mm, no. Man, oh, man. It's been so many years since... Your politics could get you involved or or discarded or whatever the word is for, from a job in entertainment. Like, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. it's been so long. You know, I probably the 70s was probably the last time. 60s, probably. Like, the, the war, like Vietnam. Yeah. But even still, you had people on both sides of it, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But like I'm just saying, red like, now scare? it's like, like, that may be the last time. Like I just, I'm communist? trying to think of another time in recent history where if you came out on the wrong side of politics, you just got kicked off a show or like yeah. the creators would be like, oh, fuck you. We're not working with you. Like, I can't. I know because people hated W, but like this is a whole new level. Oh, have, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Have people been kicked off of shows and stuff here? Well, what I'm saying is like if so, because Scott Bio has come right, out right. as a Trump supporter. Sure. And, you know, a, rest, a show oh, that yeah. he was on that was that's, like, made by people who are not Trump supporters, yeah. they would never have him back. I know. Even if they wanted him back, they wouldn't have him back. Yeah. I, well, I kind of wonder. I, have, I feel like there's no way. I mean, well, in, in this specific instance or, like, in general? In general. I, well, in this specific I instance. Think, I think Trump people that are in Hollywood, which are fewer and far between, yeah. probably aren't going to 
say it. Yeah. Because they know. I mean, they... who even are they? There's Scott Bayo and was it Lorenzo Lamas or something like I'm that? I'm assuming who Kirk, was it? Kirk Cameron, probably. Oh, Kirk, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which no, we somebody have to just. Watch oh, uh, Matthew McConaughey got some shit for saying, can we just accept that? Oh, yeah. President? That's right. Which is, is not even a support. It's just saying, like, I'm tired of hearing everybody fight yeah. about it. And everyone's yeah. still like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't Crazy. really surprise me coming out of him, though. No. Come on. I don't, I don't, I don't get the McConaughey love. I don't either. It's not for if me. If he's such a great actor, let's do a role without that accent. Mm. That's, that's right. You, Calling him out. That's how you judge actors. <laughs> Get what ready for another you? onslaught of <laughs> lose your accent, that's Tony Jackson. That's why Dana Carvey's your favorite actor. <laughs> he does all There's those so different many. accents. Yeah. <laughs> master of disguise. More like masterpiece. Of disguises. Thank you. Sure. Multiple disguises. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we pause this and I have a, a, a fancy glass of wine? Not a $300 one, but like a nice... <laughs> Let me see if I have anything. Do you have anything? I don't know. if Does anybody at home know his situation? No, we've never talked to Because sometimes oh, we record here, sometimes we record have, at my house. He has a uh, refrigerator. Now, what's it called? A wine cooler? A wine fridge, yeah. A, a, wine, wi- fridge. a wine cooler. He has a wine yes. cooler. <laughs> you have a Bartles and James. A six-pack. He has a, a, a wine cooler that's taller, much taller than he is. It's... I'd say it's a good eight feet tall. It's very large, yes. In a kitchen that, you know, is like a basic galley kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it takes up a good 15 to 20% of the space. And it's really surprising to see because I associate something like that with, like, someone who owns an island. Yeah, You know I what do. I mean? Well, the island was full with wine fridges, so I had to bring this one back. <laughs> <laughs> we um, did you hunt a man on that island by <laughs> yep. any chance? I did not hunt a man. Uh, <laughs> we um we got this fridge. We need. Sorry, you're trying to keep a blue collar vibe on this podcast. I don't want to yeah. ruin your. your no, uh, it's cool. Big okay. big Tom Petty fan. You are. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, we we um yeah we got this this wine cooler. We had like a little one, and we're like, oh, we we should get like a uh, another one like. Uh, to stack on top of it, just like a f- full on like college. Can I just fridge. ask a real dumb question? Go before. You, um, I have always used my refrigerator as a wine fridge. Yeah. Now, why wouldn't you do that? We have a and lot. Also, can you put food in your wine fridge? Good question. We have a lot. <laughs> good, great questions. We have a lot of. <laughs> we have a lot of bottles of wine for one thing, and we also. Um, so you don't the, want it to look like that uh, refrigerator in uh, the Dre and Snoop video where they open it up and it's just a honeycomb of yeah. really expensive yeah, whites. Dig out like a piece of cheese from like in between yeah. all the bottles. We, we, um, we, well, this is real nerdy, but a wine fridge actually is warmer than a fridge for food. Okay. Uh, you keep it at about like not that nerdy. 60. Yeah, because so like normally you don't really red wine in a fridge yeah, that's right like you you do it it's just like it's dark and it's uh it's colder than like your house but it's not as cold as your fridge right uh and then also like we have a lot of bottles and we have some nice bottles and we wanted to keep them right so we were like well what are you supposed to keep them at right so we this is how this is how white trash i am uh i started putting red wine in my full fr- you know in like 38 degrees you know that's the fine. fridge and it, I love it. It goes it's, down so much easier. It's fine. <laughs> Mo- most isn't the idea is to drink wine as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, the goal is if you can crack a bottle, it from from opening to getting it in your stomach uh-huh. is a. There's always a race to the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the faster <laughs> the faster you go, the more money you win. I, sometimes I'm mad I have a throat because it takes so long. <laughs> you know. 
I do have a wine Why hole. can't my mouth just be attached to my stomach? <laughs> and your love of uh, wine, that came from your love of UB40. Did yeah. It oh, yeah. man. It, it's one. It's just tied together. I almost said it's one in one. Mm. Does it make sense? No. Nope. Let me tell you something. You will have wine as much as this guy. You must be 40. Because... Hello. <laughs> I actually am 40. <laughs> Are you really? I'm 40. Whoa. I I be 40. Looking good, buddy. <laughs> I knew that was for I be 40. Uh, oh, that's if you went solo. <laughs> I don't know the singer's name, but man. I don't either. That there, seems like uh, one I should know. If the singer left the band and he, he, he went two. as I be 40, I would buy that album just These to support him. These two white assholes. In a band called UB4, UB40. I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm. I can't believe they exist. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know that much about one. We just have a lot. And uh, we, I got that. That fridge is crazy. We got it on Craigslist. It was as, the same price as like a normal fridge from Costco, like a real small. Yeah. But this guy was just wanted it out of his house, this right. rich dude. So it's super nice. It's this like giant really nice built-in it's fridge. bigger than your actual fridge it's huge you know you know it's always an ugly story when a rich dude has to get rid of his wine oh, fridge immediately yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? yeah something's like, wrong something happening there i was like I, I was like Can, why are you you know what i'm just gonna put he it got, in the truck and pretend we're all good he got cucked by a guy who was chilling his dick in his wine fridge when he got home <laughs> before he gave it to his wife it's a great cucked. sentence <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like, my dick really works best when it's 60 degrees. <laughs> hey, it's your pal Tony Thaxton here. Just want to make sure you guys know about Downright.com. You can buy custom written songs for yourself, your friend, whoever you want. Uh, I'm on there. Lots of other great artists are on there, too. So please check out the website, D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E dot com buy a song today and here's my promise if you buy a song from me on downright.com i promise it'll be way better than this whoa is it fun to buy stuff on the internet i go to amazon.com all the time sometimes i buy me a jimmy's chicken shack record sometimes i buy a live bag of crickets i don't know what the hell i'm gonna buy but if I do that, I'm not going straight to Amazon.com. I'm going to FeliceNavipod.com and then clicking on that banner because that'll help the show. So please do it, ding-dongs! So as as a person who loves music so much, yeah. did you play music ever? No, that's kind of why I wanted to do this also, my podcast, because, you know, I realized that I do know quite a bit. I You know, I just don't know everything, but... My dad is a brilliant, brilliant singer-songwriter guy. Oh, really? Yeah, and he will not play for anyone. He has that like Nick Drake agoraphobia thing where he won't play for people. Really? But I've heard, you know, as somebody who's really into folk and a lot of like old country stuff, and knows I know a lot of blues and all that stuff. Um, his that's great. I love white wine. I'm and I'm saying it on the air. Hey, uh, secrets out. That's how much we know about wine. I thought this was red. <laughs> <laughs> a guy with a wine fridge taller than his head didn't know if this wine was red or white. Now, uh, is one of those for you or me, or did you just go ahead and pour Julian too? You well, yours is going to go in your pint glass. Are you, are no, you're going you to get the rest of the bottle. Sure. I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, I don't want to be left out. So uh, my dad has that thing, and, and I'm saying objectively, I know it's my dad and everything, but... It, his songs are truly, truly wonderful. I mean, they're really good. He has like six. Yeah. He's been playing music his whole life, but he's such a perfectionist. He has like six songs and they're incredible. And 
but I've always grown up. Try, I tried to learn guitar a few times. Like yeah. I just, it just does not come. It feels completely alien to me. Whatever. I just don't have it. So, uh-huh. um, so part of me is like, you know, it's my way of vicariously. If I if I can't play music, I'm gonna talk about it like I know what I'm talking about as hard as I can. You right. know what I mean? That's about it. Wow. Yeah. I, it, I'd give anything. I'd give. I'd certainly give being funny to be able to to write music. You trade it off? Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. Because have you ever met a musician? They're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. They're the worst people. But they, mm-hmm. you know. I don't disagree. It's That's the hard part. Cheers. Cheers. The hard mm. part, Tony already drank from his. No, I didn't. That was my water. Um, the hard part to. <laughs> nice, uh, nice fully work. That was my vodka. <laughs> yeah, the hard part about booking is I want to book. This is a first, by the way. I don't think we've ever had wine on the Never. podcast. It's definitely not white wine. <laughs> I love it. I love having white wine. Uh, yeah, I've never, it's, I have, I've had a couple of musicians on the show, um, mm-hmm. and I've never, it's hard to find because even if you get one, a lot of them are like introverts, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're not, not everybody's yeah. a David Lee Roth, like that kind of, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine having Skibbity him on the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did so. you ever hear, you know, he, I don't know if he still does, but did you know he had a podcast for a bit? I know he was like a radio what? personality for a little yeah. while. I, I, I listened to one, ep- at least part of an episode. I was like, I just need to, because it had like, it was him interviewing like Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. Yep. It's like a very weird combination oh, of people. Man. I was like, I need to hear some of this. They were just out louding each other. I well, it was like, I didn't know what the hell he was saying. Like he has his own language basically. Yeah. And he just keeps saying, he doesn't stop talking. I I feel like that's a conversation that I would not be able to relate to a single thing that happens in it. Like, I have nothing in common with either one of those dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you know how chicks are crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I love that he would do that. Yeah, I don't... Oh, gross. I I do not... I don't get Van Halen Mm, at all. Yeah, I... Really? Really? Nope. I struggle with Van Halen because I don't dislike them. And when they come on, I don't. Plus, there's the whole thing where they're essentially two completely different bands, you mm-hmm. know, with, with the Hagar thing. So it's it's a weird thing in rock. I, I kind of. Here's, okay, here, I'll just give a uh, specific example because there's nothing more boring than hearing someone be like, they're awesome, they suck. <laughs> in Hot for Teacher, for example. Sure. I, 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 I like the, like, uh, the drum intro it's incredible it's it's incredible i mean it's like this is exciting it's almost as like it's like jazz you're like holy shit where is this gonna go yeah then the guitar kicks in and you're like this is also incredible also incredible totally agree then you realize the song is about just wanting to bone your teacher (laughs) and using a pencil reference as your dick Give me something to write on. Is that right with? I don't know. What, whatever. It, oh yeah, yeah. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my oh, God. Give me something to write on. Oh. Give me something so, on. the horror of taking. I didn't even know that. I have never even heard that in that song before. Yeah. There's yeah. all those interludes with just... the super cool guitar part by itself, and then him saying dumb so shit. I love the way that that starts out. I love if you just played the instrumental to Hot for Teacher the whole way through, I would think it was great. But then you just like they're so sophomoric that they were like, let's do a song. They, it just ruins it for me a lot of times. Yeah. But I do love some Van Halen songs. But only maybe like four do I really, really like. Yeah. See, I like Van I'm also... Why don't you like Van Halen? I don't know. I, I think it is that. I think it's just corny to me. Like, uh-huh. it just feels like... It feels like the Billy Ray Cyrus of rock and roll. Yeah. Like... Somebody... I think it was Doug Marsh from Built, Built to Spill, Spill, who I think is, you know, the Van Halen of my generation. Huh. Uh, <laughs> he... Once said that 
he loves to play guitar and all that. And somebody said he he like is modest about how good he is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm not like Eddie Van Halen where I'm like, I can't believe my own fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a really fucking awesomely snarky thing to say. That's great. But you look, you look at Eddie Van Halen playing. He's like looking at, he's looking at his own fingers like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I'm the best. What are you guys even doing? Yeah. But at the same time. He is amazing. Kind of is. Yeah. No, he's, he's I, not, not good. That's what I love about rock music is that you can't have an ego too big. Yeah. Yeah. It's I love those. I love Morrissey's like that. Oasis. They're fun. Yeah. You know? Uh, Morrissey's ego is so Chuck, weird, though. Chuck Berry was like that. James Brown. Yeah. You know, James Brown. All those guys. Sure. It goes back. Uh, the I don't know if it's actually true or not. I really want this story to be true, but I heard a story about, because you know Michael Jackson plays the, or sorry. Eddie Van Halen plays the guitar solo in Beat It. Yeah, he gave it to him. Uh, yeah, well, I, I heard a story, again, no idea if it's true, probably one of those urban legends, but I want it to be true, mm-hmm. that he just showed up at the studio, they played him the song once, and he's like, all right, cool. And then they played it again, he did the solo, he's like, all right, and then yeah. left. Just one take. I, I think believe it, that. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's like that. I also, all, the only more detail I know about that story is that Michael described what he wanted. Mm-hmm. to Eddie Van Halen and he said he said um it was something along the lines of can you play I'm trying to make oh that's what it is he goes I don't make this kind of music but I want to play a song that rock kids would like wow. <laughs> essentially that's like basically what he said to Eddie Van Halen and he was like oh yeah I'll just okay fart and then he just like made yeah, the, yeah. the hook to beat it unbelievable you know? yeah. wait did he do better <laughs> Oh, no, I don't think not. so. No, I think just Quincy the solo. He just, yeah. did the, yeah. he just took a hot lead. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping you were going to say Michael just sang him the solo that he wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd yeah. be like, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> when I was a kid, that was my dream of how music got written, where you would, where I would be a, a brilliant songwriter by just going like, okay, ready? It goes like, I'm actually not sure. I feel like Michael Jackson might have been like that because he wrote a lot of his songs. James Brown was like that. I don't, did Michael Jackson play anything? I've never seen him play yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm sure he did. But like, I know he wrote most of his songs, and I've never seen him I'm play. I'm sure anything. he did. He must have. He Tom Hanks like, did that with the guy from uh, Stacy's Mom. What's that band? Oh, at, uh, yeah. Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne. That guy, Adam Schlesinger. Adam Schlesinger. I did a record wrote with him. All of that. Wow. Yeah, we wrote were, that thing you records. do. He wrote all the music for that thing you do, and Tom Hanks did that. He was like, "This is how I want the song to go," and then, and I then didn't no know that. way. Yeah. Adam Schlesinger is. I don't know awesome. how much of that was Tom Hanks and how much of right. it was Adam on his own, but I wow. heard that like Tom Hanks would be like do 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 do, and then Adam Schlesinger would be like, okay, no problem. Yeah. That that makes sense. So like, I don't that know that Tom Hanks is amazing. That Tom Hanks goes like <laughs> sounds like this in my head. Yeah, but, like I, people can. God, I love that movie. As a musician, it's, how much do you? like Oh, I that love movie? that movie. Yeah, it's so. Is it well better than done. Music and Lyrics by with Drew Barrymore and <laughs> Adam Huber. Schlesinger did music for that also. <laughs> I did. know. Why do you yeah. think I brought it up? <laughs> I was at, when we recorded our record with him. Uh, that movie was like about to come out, so that was like a big thing. Did for you him see at the time. Music and Lyrics? Did not. Oh, I've seen it like four times. I've seen it enough for both. Wait, of is us. it good? No, but I love it. <laughs> I only saw it once. I don't really remember much about Ooh, it. It is like, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta have something to bite with your teeth while you're watching it. Cause there is some real cringe. Yeah. Really actually, nice. I forgot that, uh, in like, uh, part of when we were recording that record, uh, I was upstairs in like the lounge at the studio and Hugh Grant actually came to the studio Ooh. one day. I, I saw him getting in his car to be, leave afterwards. But. Oh my God. I have the weirdest yeah. starstruck stuff. Like I, I can be totally chill around very famous people. But if I saw Hugh Grant, I'd probably get a little yep. nervous. 
Has anybody else made you nervous? That I've gotten to meet? Yeah. Jeff Bridges. I almost, sure. I couldn't even talk. Mm-hmm. You know? My friend got to smoke weed with Jeff Bridges. Once. What? Oh, my God. Biggest nightmare ever to be high with Jeff Bridges. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm doing everything wrong. Like My like hands he'd... are stupid. I have too many fingers. My hands are stupid. I have too many fingers. <laughs> I feel like he'd be like, he'd be like, He's got it so in control. You'd be like, there's nothing I could do wrong with this guy. He'd be like, uh, take it easy, uh, man. One smooth thing he did do, because I met him at Colbert. I used to do warm-up for the Colbert Report. Oh, you right. did? Yeah, yeah, I heard oh, you yeah. say that recently. For a couple of years, yeah. Wow. It was my favorite job I ever had. I bet. And uh, so he came through, and he's, you know, there was a there was a celebrity guest every day, and, and Jeff Bridges was the only one that I tried to get a picture with. I, I did sit on a couch with Jack White for a while in the green room, but I wasn't going to ask him. Mm. And uh, so Jeff... Everybody freaked out. Like ev- when Jeff Bridges came, it was like across the board. Everybody freaked out, and he- everybody was asked for a picture. And he very smoothly, but obviously, was like, "I'm not the coolest dude ever, so let's all do this one together." Like he wasn't like, "I'm gonna give everybody their own picture." Mm-hmm. He was uh-huh. like, "Okay, everybody get in, <laughs> That's and let's smart. M- let's do this." Yeah. And I literally, like a dickhead, just fucking like push my hand in girls' faces <laughs> to get, like, next to Jeff Bridges. And I have, I have the picture where I'm, like, right next to his face. I have the dumbest, like, cheese smile on my face. It's so bad. <laughs> also, don't put your face right next to a leading man uh, in a picture Did, and think out? that you're still going to feel good about your face. Is he great Oh, looking? my God. Yes. Yeah, still? Well, here's the thing. We underestimate how good-looking yeah. A-list actors yeah, are in person because yeah. we're used to seeing them on TV. Like, of course, like yeah, he's pr- I'm sure he's good-looking. But then when you have a direct comparison of you next yeah. to this person, all you see are w- everything that's wrong with your own face. Yep. I mean, my face is so fucking crooked and weird, <laughs> and his is like chiseled f- by Michelangelo. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. It is. I, I do know what you mean, though. Like when you see like c- celebrities, you see them, you're like, oh Jesus! Like it. There's a. Do you reason. see a guy like a Tony Thaxton? You like a Tony it. Thaxton. Like, or, you see or a, or a Scott a, Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Tom Hanks. I've seen Tom Hanks in real life. He's pretty normal looking. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I have one. Where you think? When I saw him, I was blown away by how handsome he was in person because he's, I don't think he's considered necessarily whatever. I passed Woody Harrelson on the stairs at the comedy cellar. And before I knew who he was, I was like, who is this glowing man that's like <laughs> phenomenal? Oh my God, that's Woody Harrelson. Really? And it was like, you know, he was old and he looked amazing in person. And really? He, he does I not play know. amazing looking dudes. He plays leading men but not like bruce yeah, willis yeah. you know i can only imagine what bruce willis looks like in person i'd probably must be insane i'd just <laughs> pee i'd pee on the other end of that i want let's just by the way listeners home straight totally straight dude doesn't matter not does, if whatever you want to do not is that fine. there's anything wrong not that with there's anything that. wrong with it but i realize i've only talked about how much i love men on this thing and <laughs> when three it doesn't men matter get together and drink some white I'm wine and talk about how good looking <laughs> yeah. dudes are. i'm saying i'm still straight because we're still we're only halfway through this bottle of wine sure let's <laughs> yeah. let's drink her up and all hook up <laughs> yeah. it's fixing the next day. week on your the wine w- fridge your wife's on tour right now yeah mm-hmm. she'll never know dude uh, it's getting gay over here when she's gone <laughs> Uh, uh, I once on the other end of that I saw. Does that sound offensive? <laughs> on the other, it's not what? right. That your I wife's have... on tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like to say things are getting gay is cool. I'm fine with people. No, we're no, just... because we're literally Cause... talking about it getting gay. Not, okay, not using gay as like a derogatory. No, I'm fine with it. It's no, I know. A, it's just a activity. Yeah, for us. Good. Soon. 
I don't think anybody listening to this podcast is worried that we're homophobic. <laughs> Do you think anybody is listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> is it streaming live? I wish, I wish that ended. It. I don't think anybody listens to this podcast. Yeah, and then I just you hear me jump through the window again, and that's the end. Bye. Uh, I once saw Pamela Anderson in person. Me too. And was it not the fakest looking human being you've ever seen in your life? There, no, because I got to see <laughs> 1993's Pamela Anderson in person. Ooh. So, no, she did not look fake. Yeah, when I was about 10 years Back later then, on that. Back then, she was only her tits were fake. <laughs> okay. So, you know. Yeah, I saw her in like 2000. Yes, it was an at an auto show in Philadelphia. Of course. Yes. I don't, I, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, how much she, she must have made a fortune to be question. at the auto show. They were like, does anybody have any questions for Pamela? And I raised my hand. I was like, thir- I was 14. What did you ask? Um, <laughs> boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's so embarrassing what I asked her. It's Bay, so embarrassing. Bay watch. It's it's embarrassing because it's so just boring as shit that I asked her this. By the way, she wore a white sweat. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget this. A white sweater dress. <sighs> no underwear. <laughs> just like unbelievable. You could see through it. No, but I mean, you just know it was. It was like one. a tight sweater. Like like a what was that lady from WKRP in Cincinnati? Uh, uh, how not the fuck, Lonnie Anderson? Lonnie Anderson. It was like a Lonnie Anderson sweater, but it was the the address. <laughs> anyway, I think that's our first Lonnie Anderson mention on the podcast. Yeah, how, that's a big we deal. Need a, we need a Lonnie Anderson. I thought I'd get away yeah. with it because he said he was forty. So, uh, <laughs> um, Lonnie I, Anderson is my my like that's the only way I'm framing uh, what Pamela I love. Anderson. <laughs> they were related, right? Yeah. They must, uh, by on. the way, before I say, uh, people are like, just say what you asked her. But back, it was so it was she was sitting at a table and there were like chairs, like as far as the eye could see. And it was packed with dudes from the auto show yep. that went to go sit and just have like a, a Q&A with Pamela Anderson in 1993. Mm-hmm. Grossest thing ever. <laughs> I just would love the idea of like what it felt like for her to be the only person up on this dais and then like have to call on just like 100% men to ask you questions. Uh, what's the fear? Like what's going to come out of their mouths? That's why she asked a 14 year old. boy. Yeah, she was, she was like, like, this, this can't be too bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I said, do you work out a lot? <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know what I was going to ask when I raised my hand. I no, just was yeah. like, call on me. Just talk to me. Look at me. Yep. And then I was like, Duh! do you work out a lot? She goes, no, not really. Because she's really good at improv. And then <laughs> I sat down and my friend's dad goes, do you care about working out? In general, and I was like, "No, I've never worked out." My, like, what was I asking? Like, I'm what just did I trying even... to figure out how she got those pecs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tra- to get into my own head. I think I was trying to like relate to her, like right. to get her to open up about her workout. You know, that's regimen the, or something. I have no idea. That is the total fourteen-year-old mentality. Do you thing. work out a lot? Like, I don't even know what I was looking for. Because you are asking her a question about her person. Like her, you see her, and you're like, "She's gorgeous," and you're like, I'm like what's the most is- innocent thing I could ask you directly about your yeah. body." <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because I want to ask you what you taste like. <laughs> but I know I can't say that. This would have been like uh, home improvement time too, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Was yes, that? absolutely. She yeah. knew she was known by Baywatch and Home Improvement, which I would consider peak Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Does, PPA. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, it hasn't been better for her later. No. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, Julian. Yes. I believe I remember... When it, uh, you know, it's always Christmas time here, mm-hmm. but when it actually was Christmas time for the rest of the world, yeah. I think I saw you tweet something about 
that you love Christmas music and you don't care who knows it. Yes, I never. Like, so there's always every year you get these people that are like, oh, with this fucking yeah. Christmas music. They can't stand walking into Target and hearing Christmas music. Oh, two birds talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. I wrote that. Carry on. Now we're Very going. good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Hopefully we get a heckler. <laughs> uh yeah, I love Christmas music, and I I almost love all of it. The only stuff I don't like is like um, I don't like anything what by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Not into okay. that. Anything that sounds remotely ska based is like no. Thanks. You consider that ska based? I mean, just the horn. I just don't like. You're horn just thrown by horns. Really huh? don't like Chicago's horns. out. No, I like. Well, I don't. I don't like heavy horn Chicago. I hear you. You know what I mean. I like. Satira, you like. You're like the inspiration. Chicago. Yeah, I got. I'm like. I'm literally the worst kind of Chicago fan. Where I'm like. I'm like. When did they become for ladies? Because that's when I got, became a big Chicago fan. When, I, not to cut you off, but the. I don't know when the last time was you've seen the You're the Inspiration video. No. no. When the when, only Chicago video I've memorized is uh, Look Away. Okay. Wait, uh, is it? You're the feeling That's Chicago? Yeah. yeah it's, well, it's Satara. Let's be honest. It's just Satara. Yeah. That's incredible. I had no idea. When uh, when it's it cuts, a roller ca- a roller when it gets song. to the chorus yeah. in that video, because it was the 80s and they kind of weren't doing the horn thing, I believe literally five guys are playing keyboards when it gets to the <laughs> chorus. Because it shows like Satara is that sitting on the- that sound? I guess so. Satara's like sitting on the couch with a bass and then it just pans over and you see the drummer and then keyboards, 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 Whoa. keyboards. At least, at least Extreme, remember Extreme? Oh, yeah. More than words. Yep. At least in that video, they made a joke out of the fact that they were a hard rock band mm-hmm. and that song was their only like bare, you know, no frills ballad. And so the other two members of the band are literally... Doing like mugging to the camera that they're bored while the two brothers are singing to each other. Oh, they weren't brothers. It's Nuno Betancourt and Gary Sharon. <laughs> I don't feel bad for not knowing that. So, and the guys sitting down were Pat Badger and Paul Geary. Jesus, I know Paul Geary. I know that. Why do I know that word? I don't know. Name? Why do I know all of them? Okay, I'd like to know actually. <laughs> what were their names again? Pat Benatar and who? Pat Benatar <laughs> and uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Gary Trudeau from oh. from <laughs> and, and another from Doonesbury <laughs> and the other Fame. famous Nuno, <laughs> but anyway, they, yeah, they, they in that video they're like showing that he's like playing with a cat and the other one's like smoking a cigarette. Or whatever. Yeah, I feel like they like hold lighters up at one point. But or Chicago, something. they were like, we can't do it. We got to act like we're all making this song <laughs> yeah. right now. What do you play? Trumpet and mm, keyboard. What do you play? Saxophone, <laughs> keyboard. What are you, guitar guy? Get on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Just everyone gets a keyboard day. <laughs> That's great. Because uh, no, the eighties were video. keyboard heavy, you got to like stay oh, with the yeah. time. They, they really made it. He- they made it overweight. Boy, I had no idea that was Chicago. I all those times really? I roller skated. It's pretty much their biggest. It's not their biggest hit, but it's like my. I like I said before about the well, cars. What do you, know? you don't even like fucking Christmas music. <laughs> I don't know anything. I, mean, I, I he thought love, get out of my dreams. Well, you're like a child. I love that he thought get out of my dreams and into my car was by the cars. That's. <laughs> My favorite. I'm 40 years old. It's the first time I confronted that one, <laughs> and it's the like that it's come up where I've had to discuss who sings I'll, it. I'll I'll uh, confess my most embarrassing not knowing music moment of my life. All right, and it's kind of cheating because I was a kid, but it's still to this day it makes me cringe when I when I think about it. I was in the back seat with my best friend Craig Morton, who I used to play Magic and listen to the, watch The Simpsons. His parents, who already didn't like me, I was like the bad influence. I was like beginning to be that kid. 
We're in the back of their van, and Piano Man by Bill Joel. Billy Joel comes on. So I go, I'm a budding snob, but I don't know anything yet. I just know the tone <laughs> to use to sound like a music snob, yeah. but I don't yeah. have any of the knowledge. So Piano Man comes on, and I go, hey, can you guys turn it up? I love Bob Dylan. And they go, <laughs> um. Because they don't give they don't they're not they're not they don't give a shit about music really at all. I mean, right. I think Billy Joel is literally their favorite person. Yeah. So they're like, this we're pretty sure this is Billy Joel. It's Piano Man. <laughs> they go, we're pretty sure it's Billy Joel. And I go, I remember going like, nah, pretty sure it's Bob Dylan. <laughs> That's clearly a harmonica. <laughs> so they're like, listen, we're not trying to fight with a seventh grader right now. But is the harmonica what did it? Is that why you? I thought- was like, that's Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so good because of the harmonica absolutely yeah. and then uh they were like we're not trying to fight with you but like literally this is we know for a fact and literally the entire world knows that billy joel <laughs> yeah wrote piano man i mean we don't know how to tell you that. they call him the piano yeah man. he's literally it's his most it's <laughs> synonymous someday when like, the internet exists and you look this up <laughs> you're gonna be blown away at I, how- i remember wrong. saying this i go well i'm gonna go talk to my dad and then we'll see that's what i said <laughs> You really did have a budding snobbery. I was a real dick. That's really And I'm buddy. so embarrassed that I thought Piano Man was Bob Dylan. Cocky, <laughs> cocky dumb guy is my favorite. Oh, like, I mean, it's, favorite, like, like it's Will Ferrell. It's yeah. Will Ferrell. It's <laughs> guy who's sure that he, it is not right at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the car yeah. in the song, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he use the word car? Uh, get out of my dreams and get into my... What was the band that sings it? <laughs> He, he didn't say get out of my dreams and into my Pearl Jam. He said no, get into my car. He so he's the cars. Not. It's the cars. <laughs> uh, what what Christmas music do you like? What's like your favorite? I can listen to the contemporary stuff. I like it. You know, I like, I, I love, in terms of like since the 60s or whatever, which is what yeah. I consider contemporary, you know, Christmas music. Okay. Right? I mean. Sure. That's just not what I thought. Or whatever. Like you said contemporary and I was like. Well, because pentatonics. No, <laughs> no. By by contemporary, I mean not like um, Holy Night. Uh huh. That's what right. I mean. Like right. or, originals. You know, I don't I, know. I don't know when Christmas music was written. When when would yeah, it start getting written? I think like in the 30s and 40s. Like Rudolph and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So like I love uh, the Beach Boys. You know, Christmas yeah. album. It's probably my favorite. Uh, the Emmylou Harris has a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Connick Jr. has a pretty good one. I agree. The, the first one? The first. Oh, yeah, of course, like, the first yeah, one. I like that first one, I don't one like too. to talk about the second one. Harry Connick is great. I love Harry Connick I love Jr. his talk show. By the way. I've never seen it. It's weird. I've never seen it either, but I've, I'm have i like, I come this close every day without watching it to emailing my reps and being like, can I like write for Harry Connick Jr.'s show? I don't even know if that's possible or where yeah. it films. He's so cool. When he just he's him the best. talking. He's, he's, got, he's like, very likable. He like yeah. talks like. All right, we're cool. As he was everything's so cool. good on American Idol as a judge. I loved him. I never, never saw any of it. Uh, I didn't even. I loved his was. work in Independence Day. Where am I going with? That? Oh, so but my favorite, my favorite is the old is like the original like, um, Oh Holy Night or Little Drummer Boy, whatever the the oldest the, yeah. what do you call it? I don't know what to call it. The, the original. I don't know anything about <laughs> Christmas music. That's all right. I'm just, like, I'm just stand- standards like Little Town of Bethlehem shit. Like when was that mm-hmm. written? Does anybody know? I feel like I Little Town know. of Bethlehem's like the, the that 1800s. seems newer. I think it's I old. Know. Let's see here. You guys talk amongst yourselves. But anything that was like Latin first or whatever, <laughs> I love. Uh, but yeah, I think like Noel. Those are my favorites if they're done right. Hmm. You know. 
you like done the, traditionally. You, and you like the standards. I like the standards, and I like the standards done by a big band that's like you know an orchestral, but piece. not Setzer. <laughs> not a full orchestra. No, 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 no. I don't need any strut in my fucking Christmas music. <laughs> you I'll know, tell you that right it's now. It's really funny because I, I feel can like, barely deal with rocking around the Christmas tree. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of crossover between that world and Morrissey. What? Which which world? Like Stray Cats world. Oh well, His style band, for sure. Yeah, it's the whole rockabilly aesthetic yeah. and all that. Sure, I hate rockabilly, but I do love Morrissey and his band. Like those old videos where they're like all poofed out. Oh yeah, man. I can. Do you hate the Stray Cats also? I don't hate. No, I don't hate. I the don't stray mind cats. the Stray Cats. No, the Stray Cats are fine. Cats. I can listen to them, and I've yeah. never gone deep. I don't. They might have some really good. Like I, I Stray Cats is one of those bands where I'm like, I bet the songs that weren't hits are even more likable than the yeah. hits. I feel like the hits are too obvious. Yeah, and I bet I would like them. But as soon as he ditched that and went horns, I was like, I'm out. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so hard to get me to like horns. <laughs> I really don't like horns. But, uh, James Brown, I like James Brown. Yeah. I like James his Brown's horns. Great. I like uh, that Miles Davis fella. He's good. Sure, he's good at a horn. So I like jazz, but I don't like horns and rock. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're kind part. of a jazz guy. Can I I'm, I'm a big jazz guy. It was going back to Morrissey really quick. Uh, do you put up with no Morrissey's solo? Because you love the Smiths so much, or do you love Morrissey solo? I'm sorry. Did you just say put up with Morrissey solo? I, I think you're you have your <laughs> answer. out the window. Uh, <laughs> Morrissey has a lot of filler in his catalog, but Morrissey at his greatest is never musically as good as w- when he was working with Johnny Marr. I feel everybody agrees with that. But I like Morrissey better. Solo. But I but there's something about Morrissey solo stuff that's, that's it's incredibly it's different. You know, it's enough. I don't know. I love it both. I, I, love, I love it all. I love, I love that every Morrissey record that comes out, I'm like, this is great. Like the newer ones, still great. My favorite st- statistic about Morrissey is that when he puts out an album, to like almost to, uh, I don't know what the word is, the last decimal, whatever it is, the same number of albums sell every time he puts out an Unbelievable. album. Unbelievable. It's like yeah, so he's, he's, not, not, he's not getting new fans and yeah. he's not losing anybody. Yep. It's just That's put it on an album, sell this many wow. albums. It's hilarious. I forget where I saw it, but it was like he has an unbelievable I believe st- it. consistency where it's just like if you did a like a chart, it's just a straight line across of album sales. Unbelievable. I t- I, that's so good. I mean, there's course. some variation because people die or like, sure. you know, whatever. But and then and then Mexicans got into him. So I guess there was a spike in like <laughs> 1989 or whatever. But pretty much it's been the same ever since. Have you seen him around town? No. And I, you know, I, I don't want to see him. In I don't person. I'd lose my shit. April Richardson's met him a few times, and she... A I don't few know. times? Oh, yeah. Well, he, she said one night he did a show, and he's like, anybody wants to hang out after I'm going to be at the Cat and the Fiddle or whatever? And she was like, what? yeah, right, but I'm going just to yeah. see. And it was such a weird thing to say to a crowd of people that are so obsessed, obsessed? with you yeah. that no one took him seriously, so no one went. And April went. There was like four people from the show, and he was there. What? Yeah. Wow. We got to have April back on. That was yeah. I had her on before before you started. To, oh, oh, she's man. the best. Yeah, I can't I wait April. to ask her about Morrissey. And her accent is so her own and weird and fun. I love it. And also, kind of has her own a bit of her own language. She kind does. Of. Yeah. yeah. She. Oh. I'll never forget one time she said to me. She goes, "Duh of the century." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Are you sure you're not Diablo Cody?" <laughs> Duh of the century. Diablo Cody. Uh, by the way, a little town of Bethlehem. Real weird history. Just real quick, it says the text was written by Philip Brooks, uh, an epist- 
oh, Episcopal priest. In episode six. <laughs> uh, in Philadelphia. And this was like in the 1800s. He, oh, lived, yeah. he lived from 1835 to 1893. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is... Oh, little town of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. And People it says, thought he was talking... It's not even a Christmas song. No, he, he was singing a song about when he <laughs> fingered some lady in Bethlehem, wait, Pennsylvania. Wait, you know... Yeah. It, the Am church, I not that far? The church... <laughs> The Church fingered. of the Holy Trinity in Philadelphia. Wow. Seriously. Fingered that lady. And, yeah. uh, and then it says... Uh, By the way, <laughs> can I say the dirtiest thing you've probably ever heard on this podcast? Sure. Two, two in the pink and one in the stink is the Holy Trinity. <laughs> if you hey. think about it, you could also call it the Holy Trinity. I mean, that's a perfect pun right there. I couldn't. I'm very sorry. Yeah. I just... Uh, you're not going to believe this. I, while you were, weren't looking, I put new glass in that window. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! I didn't want to say two in the... Can we edit this? I meant to say shocker. It's so much nicer. Ugh. It's so much nicer. Okay, I keep... But a shocker is a holy trinity. When I see it. people uh, driving with that shitty shocker sticker on their car... I mean, do you still see it? Sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I saw one recently, too. And it, I can't believe ever that it happened. No. Like, also, it's not a real move. No. It's not a real move. Even still, like you're driving around going like, <laughs> yeah, I like to put hey. two of my fingers in a vagina and one in a butthole. <laughs> I put it on my car so everyone knows not, it. And not just to, to my best friends, but hey, yeah. listen, everybody. Hey, the world. <laughs> Check out how cool I am. I'm a fucking badass. Like I could just picture this guy going to pick up a girl for a date. Like, yeah. oh, is that your car with the shocker <laughs> sticker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm out. Um, that's how you rope them in. Yeah. Right? What are you into, uh, the shocker? Is this your truck? Then she, gets in, the, that she gets in the truck and Little Town of Bethlehem is playing. And she's like, oh, not again. <laughs> so are you actually a fan of Christmas? Or are you... Uh... I love Christmas. But I, in my, like most people, I fell out in my 20s. I was like, I, I can't get into it. I, I'm not getting excited. I don't know what's wrong. I, you know, I was also an alcoholic yeah. train wreck at the time. But, uh... I don't know. Your, your cynicism gets gets a hold of you in your twenties, mm-hmm. and then as soon as I came back around, I was like, I fucking love yeah. Christmas. I'm like, well, and you're a dad now too, which I'm sure probably. Oh helps. yeah, that right. really that definitely ramped things up. Yeah. you know. But I'm so into Christmas that I like, <laughs> if I pass a window that has those like um those little towns that you can buy. Mm-hmm. What are those called? Like Bethlehem. Dickens. No, those like little no, Dickens I, I figures yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I pass one of those, and I'm literally like. Like I, I make noises and I clutch my heart. I love. I want one. I mm-hmm. really want one with a train and everything. Yeah. But like, also as an adult, you're like, where would I put that in my actual house? Yeah. I mean, nothing says I never want to have sex with my wife again. Like, look, honey, I just made us a Dickens village for Christmas <laughs> with a working train. Hey, I, I'm there. I constantly, yeah. We have a lot of Christmas decorations. Shout I keep out, wanting to buy more. Shout out to. The fellas who love a Dickens village and also <laughs> love Dick in a village, if you know what I mean. Hello. hey uh, Hey, I have a question about, what? like, or keep going. No, go ahead. Should we play a Can You Match It? Do we have time? Yeah, we got time, I think. Are you you uh, you good? I have a show at eight, but I'm okay. fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is the world's longest Although I have no yet. idea. I'm sorry, this is so long. We can just cut the no, first this half out. We've done way we've done way longer. Oh, you have okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, we're, we're good. Because <laughs> I, I jumped uh, out of that window six times. Um, How yeah, many times? Um, yeah. So we do a thing on here. I don't know if you're going to want to participate in this or not. No pressure. Okay. But we play a game called Can You Match It? 
Is and it like how you matched your red pants to your Return of the Jedi patch yep, on your jacket? It's in the vein. <laughs> <laughs> you got a real red and black thing going. It's cool. You do, yeah. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much. No, for thank you for coming over color coordinated. Hey, these red pants were quite a decision. I was like, are these too much? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. Yeah, fuck everybody. And I'm, I'm, you I, were in a fucking rock band forever. Yeah. You can wear I, whatever color pants I, you want. I love them, but I'm also really self-conscious every time I wear them. Oh, still? Oh, yeah. Man. You'll get past it. You're going to yeah. be great. Right, Keep at it. Uh, so... And can you match it? We like to. The goal is, you won't have a payoff right now, but in in post production there will be. Oh man! <laughs> so oh, I love delayed gratification. Exactly. It's my favorite. Kind. <laughs> it forces the guest to listen to the episode. Yeah. In uh, fact, when I have sex with a woman, I don't even orgasm then. I wait till later and then jerk off to yeah. the yeah. Mer- to the memory. That's Smart. That's the way I do. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Fix it in post is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> so we just you take uh, any any song you want. A song you feel comfortable with. Okay. And you're going to try and... By comfortable with, you mean like know really well? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And uh, try and match the pitch and tempo as close as you can. And and we sing it. And then in post, we'll put the real one underneath to see how close you are. Oh, I don't get to sing to, along to it like karaoke? I have to do no, it No. That's why I'm saying there's no gratification right now. I have to rockapella this thing? Yeah. Yep. Do it. Do it, rockapella. Uh... The one I want to do, I fear, has already been done. It's all right. What do you got? Is it my Sharona? Because Todd does it every week. Every week. <laughs> it's my favorite one. Can't. That's a dirty fucking song, by the Is way. Is it filthy? Oh, yeah. My Sharona. You sing it every week. <laughs> I he just goes, <laughs> You don't know what it's about? Oh, my God. It's about coming. Jesus Christ, Todd. Wait. Is a Sharona coming? No. Uh, Sharona's his lady. That, oh, oh, never okay. mind. Okay. My I don't really. Can I pull up the lyrics? Sure. We look. This we're very loose with our rules. I mean, are we doing the full like? No, how, no, no, no. Do, no, do no. as much or as little as you. I'm want. not even going to do. I, you know I what? recommend. I don't want to know the words. I'm going to do the sounds of the yeah, words. Yeah, I recommend, and I recommend keeping it because the the longer you go, the tempo is the hardest part. Right. So you end up like taking off. The, the instinct is to go fast. So. I'm not going to go fast. I'm going to take my time. All right. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give it the same bounce the original has. Yeah. I'm going to give it. All right. So what do I do? I just start? Yeah, yeah. if you want. When, when you're ready. Do people name the song first or do they just? No, no, no. Oh, you just, you can, you, whatever you want. Yeah, you can do Some people announce it. Some people just go right in. Uh, I'm going to slate this one. Yep. Do you, right. give, give I'm going to slate. slate. My name is Julian McCullough. <laughs> uh, this is episode <laughs> 20. Uh, actually, you know what? I think it's going to be 101. 101? Hey! Yeah. This is episode 101 uh, of the Felice Navi pod, pod, Navi Cod pod. Nast. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, and communist I, podcast. I am six foot one year, inches tall, and I am about to sing "What a Fool Believes" by the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, has, <laughs> has anybody done this one? <laughs> no, okay. there, I, no one I has done any the, Doobie Brothers. I love that you're like someone's definitely done this. <laughs> can you tell how much time I spend alone? That I'm like, I obviously everybody thinks the same way I do. Well, I have a song, but someone's it's done pretty it. obvious. It's the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's what's so funny about LA. It's so isolating that you forget that you're by yourself. You, you become like a, a weird hermit in your car. So I think the dude, because I listen to it every day, I'm like, I mean, everybody's doing this. <laughs> and then you get around other people and you're like, oh my God, nobody else is drinking their urine. Okay. You guys aren't in my car all day? Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Uh, here we go. What a fool believes. By Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers. Oh, combo. (laughs) 
question go on i, I want to do a song too okay. but we were talking about william ocean earlier but the problem mm-hmm. is it's also what a fool believes <laughs> <laughs> i can't think of any other songs <laughs> okay um that was the most effort to sound like the uh yeah actual agreed performer i mean how do you try to sing i know you can't you have without, it's like doing an eddie vetter thing yeah it's but like you gotta do it yeah you know? you're gonna do the right for, thing. Some, for some reason i thought you were gonna say eddie money no. You can't not do an Eddie <laughs> you Money. You can't not do Eddie Money. <laughs> is uh, Caribbean Queen by William Ocean? Uh, is it the one William that Ocean goes, the Third? <laughs> is it the one that Sir. goes? Uh, sorry, is it the one that goes? Yeah. Yeah, and those yeah. are the words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna so do that. Was that. your entry? Do that. No, I'm gonna do it with lyrics. <laughs> but do you? Do you know the verse, or are you just the? No, it's chorus? funny as I was thinking of doing that song also. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think ahead. he knows any of the verse, so you should do <laughs> I got, the verse. Oh, and I don't then know you if should I re- jump in on the chorus. I don't know if I remember the verse. You, yeah, you, you do yours. Watch. She can't no, t- I don't. Tony is really good at this. Even if I sing it wrong to begin with, he will be able to get it. She That's. I don't. I don't remember the verse. Really? Yeah. What do you think the chorus is? I was right. I uh, see. I lost it. I started off good, but oh, I, he doesn't put the G on the end of sharing. <laughs> They're sharing does, a dream, by but the he way. does say Caribbean Queen. He does say Caribbean. Carib- Caribbean Queen. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, so I was pretty close with my pitch when I was yeah. eight. When I was eight years old, I used to beg my parents to take me to the Caribbean because I just <laughs> <laughs> it sounded I, like all the hottest ladies were from. Well, there. I love. Do you guys I love say to Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean? <laughs> <laughs> what's a don't sing it but what's the name of a steely dance song don't get don't sing it because you'll give me a hint uh do it again no well, i'm trying to think of reeling in the years reeling. not reeling in the years that's Nin- hey 19 peg? hey 19 peg is the biggest one hey 19 i've ever told you not to cut you off real quick my peg story no. my pegging story <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh oh uh, uh deacon's blues I can't oh, think yeah. of how I think any I played of these that in go. high school jazz band. Uh, yeah, how do you uh, say that? AJA. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Oh, it's just Asia. Asia. Who I have a friend named Asia, spelled that way. Really? And I found out after years of knowing her, the reason she's named that, her dad played bass on that record. Whoa. What? Yeah. Who's her dad? I don't know his name. I actually Dan. know that because yeah. I've listened to 55 <laughs> episodes of Beyond Yacht Rock and all they talk about is Steely Dan. So I can't believe I don't have the bassist name memorized. <laughs> There's a podcast called Beyond Yacht Rock. Yeah, it's made by the guys who invented yacht rock. Wow! It's all I, li- I the, was listening to. I listened to two episodes today. I, I haven't missed a minute. The, it's so hard to not only talk about that podcast on my podcast and now yeah. talking about it on your podcast. Well, you, you, I produced one of the episodes that those guys were yeah, on, they and came that, on, I think yeah. that was my, really? one of my favorite episodes of your show. Aren't they amazing? They were so great. Who yeah. are they? 
I don't J- know their names off the well, top of my head. Well, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they invented Yacht Rock. Okay, so J.D. Riznar is, a, is re- I think, the only one who's in comedy. Okay. Uh, yeah. And when they, in, in the early 2000s, they made a Channel 101 series called Yacht Rock. Where, which was a series of videos, sketches, where because the him and his three best friends from they're all from Michigan, they're all like been friends since college. I think they met in college. Um, they invented the genre of yacht rock, and oh, now people think it's a real thing. But they, it's a bunch of I comedians see. that came it up, came yeah. up with it, and it became like a mainstream idea, right? Yeah, totally. But anyway, it comes from this uh, comedy sketch series, and the, where they reenacted like dramatizations of the, how those songs came about. So, but it's all done terribly. Doug, oh, Doug Benson's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Agee. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Morgan Murphy is in it. Um, but they, so it'll be like, they'll reenact like the feud between the Eagles That's and, right. and Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. Cause Steely Dan talks shit about the Eagles in a song and then yep. the Eagles talk shit about Steely Dan in a song. So it's like all that kind of stuff. So then they made that. Then they all went their separate ways, not as friends, but you know, professionally and whatever and did their own jobs. And then they started a podcast about, I guess, a year ago on Feral called Beyond Yacht Rock, where they continued to create a new musical genre that they've made up, so like good. Yacht Rock. And then they count down the top 10 songs in that genre they've just made up. So, uh, you know, like, for example, my one I love is Sultry, uh, Sultry Sax. So it's like uh, You Belong to the City by Glenn Fry is a Sultry oh, yeah. Sax song. And so shit like that, right? So J.D. Risner is the, the leader of the pack, essentially. Hunter Stare is the like one that literally know well there's two that know everything but <laughs> Hunter Stare knows everything and then uh um Hollywood Steve is it's kind of an ironic nickname cuz he's like the most socially awkward dude ever That but guy was incredible though. He was oh, incredible. When he was on your show. Oh yeah. Long hair like he looks like a 70. He looks like from American movie. Okay. He looks like he's from American movie. Anyway, he's awesome and he he wrote for all music. Like if you look up Bands really? and then click on all music guide to it. Like he wrote a lot of those in- installments or whatever. Wow. Uh, and then uh, David Lyons is like the blue collar hero because he doesn't really know a whole lot other than punk. Like he knows a lot about <laughs> punk and he knows a lot about yacht rock, but it's like his, he lo- his heart is in like punk. Yeah. So he, and, and he also likes like soul music and stuff like that, but he's not like the intellectual right. snobbery type dude. And so it's just Hunter JD, Hollywood Steve and and David B Lyons who is David Lyons is a, a, a scouting he does scout locate he locate he what's that called oh, a location scout a location scout for isn't that does JD movies. do that also JD is or maybe a, not no, he's a writer JD oh is, is writer. he okay JD wrote on Blue Mountain that. State he just did an episode of Drunk History nice oh cool um, yeah because I'd met him and he does voiceover too because his voice is so fucking hilarious yeah yeah uh, but anyway I just. It's the only podcast I've ever like. I know every minute of every That's episode. Great. I'll check yeah. it out. That sounds like you know what? Maybe I'm, I might be mixing up the guys. That might be what I'm thinking. That's fine. I said on the podcast, <laughs> I go, I'm gonna re- go down the line and I try to describe your voices because when you guys all talk together, it just sounds like four white dudes from Michigan yelling, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, but yeah. So that's yacht rock, and I'm just obsessed with it. That's really funny. I I subscribe to their pa- Patreon. Mm-hmm. I ordered a T-shirt. Like it's so wow, funny. you love it. Yeah, and they did a shout out to me on a grunge episode because I'm I'm always talking about grunge bands. because yeah. I can't like get out of it. Do you love it? Oh God, yeah. Wait, what's your favorite grunge band? Well, okay. <laughs> so you know when I said I like Bonnie Prince Billy and shit, yeah. I was leaving out that it started with Alice in Chains. Sure. Because apparently Alice in Chains is the one blind spot in my entire musical taste thing where I'm like, 
I truly believe that they are a amazing, great band, and a lot of people do not think so. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know how to um, bridge that. Like, I don't know how to make peace because I'm sure I'm right, and <laughs> I've I've met, especially the girl I'm with right now, my my girlfriend who is it's not even right now i'm like crazy about her forever but she is knows everything about like new music she's like so fucking hip she does old shit in french she knows way more about music than i do yeah and she's like i'm sorry babe but like i'm with you on all of it but house and chains is not a good band i'm like <laughs> i i'm i'm looking you in the eye and i'm seeing you say the words and i'm not <laughs> it's not coming out right like i just it's it's not it's translating so funny I love them, and I don't get how people don't think they're great. I'm very neutral on them. You are, yeah. See, I'm like, even that's I think, not acceptable to me. Yeah, I think I I, <laughs> I I like some of their songs, but I don't freak out over them, and I don't dislike them. They've only talked about Alice in Chains once on the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast, and they all kind of dismissed them. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm not a fan, but I. It, yeah. Well, you never came to snuff. I got to get used though. to it. What? You never came to snuff the rooster. What's that? First of all, rooster's like, nah. <laughs> what does that line mean? Do I not know something? No, snuff it's, the it's, rooster? What it's does pretty, that mean? Well, no, okay, Jerry Cantrell wrote most of the songs for Alice in Chains, not Lane Staley, the singer with the voice mm-hmm. that we all recognize, right? And Jerry Cantrell's dad, he was estranged from his dad. His dad was an alcoholic and all that kind of shit. And he went to Nam and fought. He's like saw action in Nam and came home. And that's how Jerry Cantrell grew up. So that's rough. Yeah. But so the they, his army buddies used to call his dad the rooster it was just his nickname i don't remember why mm-hmm. and so that the song is about like what it that he that he came to realize that his dad was a hero for going over there and doing that and then you know coming home and having the problems that he had wow. and they came to snuff the rooster but you know he ain't gonna die meaning he'd been through a lot of combat and mm-hmm. had not been killed so it's pretty literal all right yeah. well there you go we just learned about snuffing roosters yeah you guys i it's so funny. I feel like I'm at a bar with like chicks, and I'm like, so anyway, Allison J, you guys are like so <laughs> bored. It's like unreal. I no, I, I genuinely have always been like, what the fuck is this song about? So yeah. there you go. But there there, you go. I mean, nobody will ever beat, unfortunately for me, uh, you know who I'm going to say. Guns and I'm oh, so oh, right. obsessed oh, with I'm Guns sorry. Roses. Yes, okay, I, I, I was going to say that that actually makes sense to me. Like Allison yeah. Chains and Guns and Roses are, are cut from the same cloth. Like I, to me. Allison Chains are guys who grew up listening to that and then also listened to some Pearl Jam. Well, wait, what? No, I've, they came out at the same time. I know, but it, but they came out of the same scene. Right. Like, like being influenced by... Gu- I feel like they were also influenced by Guns N' Roses, though. Who, Allison Chains? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they would really be mad if you... If <laughs> they were just, they're lot, listening look, right now. A lot, of the grunge, a lot of the grunge They can bands. go screw. I, I, Gr- <laughs> grunge was considered a, re- a direct reaction to like yeah, yeah. hair metal and shit like that. Not that Guns N' Roses hair metal. I would say the thing that Alice in Chains, for me, have in common with Guns N' Roses and why I love them so, both so much is that these were four or five guys, depending, living on the street together and making music while broke and like doing a shitload of drugs and almost dying every day. But the only thing they kept doing was writing songs and thinking that the band was the most important thing. And then all their songs were about how hard it was to stay alive because right. of their demons. And I feel like those are the two things those bands have in common. Yeah. I think it's obvious why Guns N' Roses had a much higher commercial success rate because they sang about whiskey and coke for the most part. And Alice in Chains wrote about, about suicide roosters. suicide and heroin for the most part. Right. So it's like, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I And I only like Guns N' Roses from Lies and Appetite. I'm not even crazy about Use Your Illusion or anything okay. like that. I, I just know. like the early stuff. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but uh, one of my best friends, uh, 
been on the show a few times my friend brian diaz uh tech guitar tech for guns and roses like three or four years ago like that's a weird time chinese yep. democracy like oh, when, yeah. when they when they did the residency at the hard rock a couple years ago oh, that sounds like there. a lot more tech than guitar mm-hmm. yeah. yeah boy and i happened to be in vegas uh while that was happening mm-hmm. and so he was he texted me he was like do you want to come and i was no. like not really but i, I feel like that. i i'm here and i can come for free so i feel like i should i was so it, my, the worst show i've ever been to oh you oh you went yeah mm. was, i didn't stay the whole time because it was long oh no. and did they do give me some reggae <laughs> <laughs> i heard you guys make fun of that that's when i got really mad but uh it would like i thought like i was like i know it's not really them it's axel with a cover band basically but i was like they're all gonna be like hired guns so they're all gonna be like badass players so they'll right. sound good nope nope Really? No, no, no. The, the band did not sound good. That's surprising. I feel so bad because we're like an, like three hours into this thing and I have so much to say right now. And, and Todd's hey, you're like the one who has trying sh- to stay awake. You have a show. Yeah, so. whatever. I'm, not, I'm good. <laughs> Here's the thing about... Uh, wait, wait, just... Oh, going to see Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. So you know how like if you, you hold a belief that's so true to you and you're like, I, I believe this. I believe... For example, let's, let's talk about a... a an objectively stupid belief that does not make any sense logically whatsoever, such as racism. Like, let's say I think I'm superior to another person because of my race. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a dumb, straight up dumb belief. That a, that a dumb no... belief that I hold wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there's got to be a moment for those people where they see evidence right in front of their face that it's not true, demonstrably right. not true. Yeah. And there has to be an inkling of like it cracks the surface where they go, oh shit, maybe, maybe my entire belief system is wrong and I should rethink this. But most of those people immediately cock it over with like you know ceramic or whatever. They go, never mind, everything's fine. I still believe what I believe, and it's yeah. an exception or whatever. Right? That moment for me was when Guns N' Roses in the reunion tour recently, the original lineup. Mm-hmm. Opened the tour in America by doing a, a two shows in Vegas. So already, like, yeah. nope. Tough. Like, this is a red flag number one. They're it's opening tough. their tour in fucking Vegas. Yep. Mm-hmm. And their opener was Alice in Chains without Lane That's Staley right. as their singer, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And I remember looking at that bill and going, if I was 13 and there was a show with Alice in Chains opening for Guns N' Roses, I would have, like, literally cut my own dick off to go to that show. <laughs> And now, as a 37-year-old... You still cut your dick off. I'd still cut my dick off. No, but it's like, what more evidence do I need that now these two bands have picked each other and they're opening in Vegas? And I'm like, there's a lot of probably people that I don't agree with a lot that are going to be at that show. Mm -hmm. It was like a wake-up call a little bit that I might not be right about these guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so I didn't go because I have a kid and you know, a life and it's falling apart, whatever. But I, uh, not really, but I, I just couldn't go. Yeah. I go to Guns N' Roses when they come and play Dodger Stadium, uh, I don't know, what was that, six months ago or something like mm-hmm. that. I didn't know that. So it was about seven months ago. Original lineup. Except for the drummer, right? It was like yes, the- but then he joined the next night and stayed for the rest of the tour. Who did? Steven Adler. Really? Popcorn. I didn't know that. I know. I know. Hey, I'm glad he wasn't there because... Listen to what happened to me without Stephen Adler. Oh, I, I, I've heard. Yeah. The first four notes of It's So Easy starts. 
right? Yeah. And I literally fell apart like I was at a funeral. I I couldn't physically hold it together. I just started crying as hard as I've ever cried. Really? With joy. I was so I was crying so hard. I cried for two full songs <laughs> and I couldn't have you ever cried so hard that you try to stand up and get out of it and breathe and try to get out of it? And like your body's like, no, we're like crying. We're just crying. You couldn't hold it together. I couldn't. I sat in a seat and just put my head in my hands midway through the second song, which was, I think, was it so easy? And then probably it welcome was that to the junk. No, Doobie it was Brothers one, cover. It was, it was yeah. what a fool believes, which <laughs> yes. is not my fault. No, but anyway, whatever it was. And it took they the first song I was able to stand up and like be a person again was from Chinese democracy. And I was like, I don't even know what this is, but of it course. sounds like garbage. And then I was able to pull it together. <laughs> and then the, and then the uh, encore was Paradise City and same thing happened. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm saying intellectually, I did not want this to happen. I was like, I don't want to be crying right now. Wait, GNR did an entire tour? Yeah. They're yeah. still doing it. It's a live tour and they're coming back to America. The original lineup? Yes. Hang but, on. Well, no, okay. Izzy <laughs> Stradlin. Did, did you clarify that there was a live tour? <laughs> Sorry. No, they're just signing autographs. Uh, no, it's uh, Izzy Stradlin never came back. He was uh, instrumental, no pun intended, okay. in the sound of Appetite and Lies. He's guitar he's, player, right? Yeah, he was the rhythm and lead songwriter. I think susp- I've read. I've only read three books by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah, just a but, couple. Uh, just enough. <laughs> I've read two Duffs and one Slash. But uh, I love that internet video: two Duffs, one Slash. <laughs> two Duffs, one Slash. Yeah. Uh, but Izzy, I think, is responsible for a kind of like, he was the, if they were all kind of crazy, he was the one that was like, let's be crazy this way only. Yeah. And yeah. this is, this is the way we can thread the needle of being critically acclaimed while still being commercially successful rather than like a poison, yeah, you know, or whatever. So, I mean, they were all pretty into, Never mind, I take it back. They're all great. <laughs> <laughs> but Izzy was very important. He never he he quit pretty early on. He quit right after the Appetite tour because he was like really he, he just hated the the travel and the it was too big for him. He was like I'm not into this. Wow. Yeah. Well, he he got lucky. So he never came back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know it's so funny. The cult opened for for GNR that night, and I swear to God, there was like 50 people watching the cult. And then by the time GNR started, it was a sold out Dodger Stadium. I believe that. People come late to those, like uh, arena yeah. shows. But no even ones. if it's the cult, like the cult's not the best band ever, but they're like they're the cult. They could they could easily headline their own shows, totally. at like Irving mm-hmm. Plaza or whatever, totally. you know. Yeah, but people are. I mean, it also looks smaller in a room that big, like a, a stadium. Like a stadium, but, yeah. <laughs> if, if you had two thousand people, it looks like no one's there. That's true. Yeah, but even yeah. still, like no one goes to the opener. Like yeah. that's people that's open for like Radiohead and and U two are like it's the worst. Yeah, you don't want to open for those guys. No, no one shows up. I uh I I will oh, so Allison Chase I'll never go see because Lane Staley is the voice as far as I'm concerned yeah and so I, I I just won't go I mean I'll I would sing for them <laughs> if that's what you're saying I'm willing to try out can yeah. you try to sound like Lane Staley for your match the yeah what is it called can you match it can you match it. <laughs> That is not Allison Chains. Who's that? That was fucking Stone Temple Pilots, mm-hmm. you piece of shit. <laughs> Name one Allison uh, Chains. You sang Internet Interstate Love Song. What's uh, Allison Chains? What's the name of an Allison Chains? Caribbean Queen. Oh. Caribbean Queen. 
<laughs> now Julian is at. Now he can't wait to leave. Wait, who? What, our, look our at the time. Wait, who, what's an Alice in Chains song? I'm trying to think. Rooster. Um, no excuses. Wood. Uh, wood. Which is like not wood. It's like would you? If I would, would you? That's just the end of the song. Man, <laughs> trying to remember. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. I can't remember. Okay. We're going right. to move on. I do like somebody singing Lane Staley vocals to like popular hits. I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> Just covering other stuff. Hey, that could be a game. Yeah. Because I feel like I've, I've beaten into the ground. <laughs> Although it's still funny every time we do it. Yeah. So it's, it's, I have not. That's great. He makes, uh, just to give you a, yeah. he takes, you know, the Crash Test Dummy song. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Play, we play a karaoke version of that song, and he makes the guests uh, it's, sing about like a. They have to improv in the voice of the singer. Nice. Their darkest childhood memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Classic. And, uh, classic <laughs> mbop. Or classic mm. yeah. But it only oh, works mbop with like a, is distinct, actually my... like a really distinct vocal style yeah, totally. to make it funny. It and so be... I think. If Lane's I play them a, a classic Lane Staley track, even if they don't like Alice in Chains, they have to copy it, right? Right, yeah. And then make them, I don't know. Or you do it with the fucking Doobie Brothers, because it doesn't oh, get much more distinct than right. Mikey Mac. Yeah, that's probably a way more yeah. uh, commercially successful version of that game. <laughs> uh, well, I know you have to get to a show, yeah, and I also, go. I'm going to pee my pants soon. Me too, but, I'm uh, going to pee my pants. Everyone uh, pee. Real, real quick, last last question for you. Yes. Uh we ask everyone the same question at the end. It's our friend Dave Clock, friend of the show. Yes. Uh, he, Poster maker yes, extraordinaire. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His two favorite things in the world are hockey and sandwiches. I've seen his Instagram. Yes. And so, <laughs> so much so, he, a friend of his made a back patch for his jacket that says two banners, hockey and sandwiches. Nice. Your, your back patch, what are your two things? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. Love, mm-hmm. and the Paul Rust show. <laughs> yep. Love and Pamela Anderson's workout routine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Love and Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Love and Golden Girls. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. Uh, anything you want? I'm, a, f- I'm a fool for love, and I'm a fool for the Golden Girls. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. You need nothing more. You're no. a human being. I am. Uh, anything you want to? Uh, Julian loves music. You got that? Oh anything yeah, I got a couple. Wanna... Uh, I'm doing. When is this coming out? Uh, not this coming week, week after, I think. Well, then you'll be missing my New York City one, but, uh... Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, well. I'm doing, uh... Sorry, right, I Cherokee, won't be producing that Cherokee one, so. Casino in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, it's gonna be a big one. We're uh, huge in Tulsa. Karen Kilgariff will be a guest. Wow. I'm bringing nice. her out to do it. Nice. Uh, wow. from My Favorite Murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That's the next Julian Loves Music. But go to Julian Loves Music and um, I don't know. That's about it. I don't really care about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun oh, show. Oh, my special is going to come out soon. Maybe I'm a man, but I don't know. Oh, where. yes. I don't know yes, where, yes. but I, I did film it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. This was really fun. We loved having you. Well, yeah, we had fun. Uh... That's it, right? Yep. You got anything to plug? Uh, yeah. I don't like that Todd's tone was, we had fun. Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Listen, and we had fun. <laughs> you're not going to see if you can wrap your head around this. We had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> not everything makes sense. <laughs> uh, I do want to plug some stuff. Um, let's see. I am... Um, I got a piece of it. 
Yeah, let's see. I'm going to be in here in this room not peeing. That's my big thing. You just got petted on the head by I Julian. Do. What else do I have? Um, I'm going to be, be storing some wine. Storing some wine. Uh, uh, I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to. Uh, I got to go to the store and get more uh, bread and uh, eggs so I can have toast and eggs in the morning. You going to like Ralph's that? Vaughn's that? What are you I doing? I'm probably going to 365 just because during Ooh. the day. It, it's supposed to rain tomorrow, so I might not have to work. Ah, I've never even been to a 365. What do oh, you you're going to love it. Oh, can I come yeah. with? Come on. Great. Do you want to go meet it there? <laughs> See you there. What do you got to plug? Nothing. I got a few things. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about them yet. So okay. maybe we'll 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 see. Hold tight, pal. And actually, uh, yeah, timing timing on this one's weird. So we'll see. T I T. Yeah, we're getting o- we're getting ahead on w- episodes for once. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, we don't record these live. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for listening uh, as always. And so now I wait for, for Julian. Julian to. to out of the bathroom so, so I, I can tinkle and we'll see you next week on Feliz Navi Pod.